0: Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. We do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America while I and my family were celebrating families' celebrations all weekend. Sounds like Hank Vogler, uh, North Spring Valley, Nevada, White Pine County, was celebrating other things like Was there a coyote that came in your yard you missed?
1: (laughs) You know, I don't know what it takes in this modern world, but nobody nobody remembers work or nobody remembers that they came up here from a place that is pretty notorious for being poverty-stricken and pretty tough place to live. You give them the opportunity. Yeah, the work is lonely. They're supposed to be herders when they get here. But the lure, I guess they're probably, I I just know this is it. They heard about the baby formula shortage. And so they all ran away to help manufacture more formula for the little babies. I'm sure that was what was on their mind. Right when we're, I mean, the chips are down. We're trying to get to the mountains. We're trying to get dark. And we're busy. There's no question about it. Three of them. Boom. Coyote came right in the yard in the middle of the day. Now, you don't think they don't have a lot of communication, better communication than I have? (coughs) (laughs)
0: These three that you lost yesterday. How long have they been there, and and why would they be lured
1: away? Well, now this is, whether it's legend or myth, uh, one of them came. He is the father of one of my best men. Uh, He just basically said, I made a mistake. I I, I don't want to do this. I want to go home. So he was scheduled to go home in June. He's been here since last fall. One guy's been here for a year and a half. And he hurt his leg. And the last two weeks has been in the bunkhouse. Well, then the other day he informed me that he didn't like working with another gentleman. I said, okay, you can go to San Jacinto with the first band. And you'll you'll have a different camp tender. And and it, it won't be the same. And you won't be around this person that you... Say, you know, didn't have, hadn't had a problem with him for a year, but now he has a problem with him. Well, he's gone. And then because I'm trying to help people, I brought in a cousin of one of the men, two of them, as a matter of fact, one of them's still here. So I might have an epidemic before this day is over, but another one. Another cousin, he pulled out too, and he's been here uh, this since winter. You know, just I mean, I've been working on these guys since last September to get him here by the get really rapid, <laughs> and and no, it, I don't know. I I don't understand it. I mean, they've sent me pictures of the hovels that they live in and the country that they come from and, and it doesn't look like uh, they're living like movie stars and they immediately get here now we have to give them money the day they arrive for their expenses getting here plus all the costs all the costs, the airplane everything, we get to pay for everything and they get here and, and basically if you want to come to America you don't have to swim the Rio Grande just line up as a herder and we'll bring you up here for free. We'll give you money just like the federal government. The day you arrive, and then your obligation is over with. <laughs> we are, wow. And then the USCIS won't let me take a transfer without them checking the papers out. I've got a guy that is leaving Colorado because they raised the minimum wage. They now have to pay overtime a whole bunch more restrictions on the sheep herders in Colorado. So this guy in Colorado is cutting back. So they had a guy ready, and he was ready the 27th of April. And this is almost a month. It used to be just if they were available, the other guy sent them to you. End of story. But now we got to go through another process, kind of a NEPA process, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, this is insane. And everybody in this country, you talk to any, I don't care what business you're in. I don't care if you're picking up beer cans along the road. They can't find anybody that wants to work. 11 million jobs floating out there. And we've brought in a million people walking across the border illegally. Are they working Or Who in the heck is supporting them? Okay, I quit.
0: <laughs> well, no, you, you, you haven't quit because we're just getting started. In the past week, I mean a year and a half ago, when we started handing out money left and right for no reason whatsoever, people were like, this is going to cause a problem. This is going to create a a complacency. You can't pay people not to work. And it seems to me, my phone is ringing nonstop in the last week with people who are telling me what's actually going on, and I'm including now you in that list, the workforce has completely decimated itself and when while we talk about 21 food plants that burned down I, I i now wonder if they didn't have an accidental fire because they couldn't get anybody to show up to work it, it has become the biggest epidemic in the world more than any virus ever was we we have people that will not work and the entire infrastructure of the essentials of life is crumbling around us because people won't show up to tend sheep. They won't show up to haul garbage. They won't show up to do anything. And
1: then uh, slaughter plants. Yeah,
0: nothing. In fact, I got a friend, an unnamed friend who, who knows, um, he's hired a third party to manage his labor because he can't find anybody. So he doesn't even ask questions about what's going on with who they hire but he can't hire anybody. So he's hired somebody as a subcontractor to provide his employees. And he just, he gets enough to get by and people talk about creating more jobs, creating more jobs. We got to stop creating more jobs and get people to show up at the ones we have. And that only happens when they have no choice for their essentials of life unless they show up to work and stop handing out the money. And every time you turn on some news broadcast, which I never do, but I know that it's happened because I see uh, alerts, we're giving more money away. How long can people stomach this and say, well, that's just the way it is. We'll get through this. We're not going to get through this. It's going to take a revolt of the people to stand no. up and say we must stop sending forty billion dollars to the Ukraine. How asinine are you?
1: Well, and and we're starting to get close to Grandpa's theory of belly button banging into backbone. I would think
0: we are. I mean, we Brazil are. is
1: having some drought issues. Uh, they're probably not going to get the grain out of the Soviet Union or Ukraine. Uh, the India said they're not going to export any food at all. They've had a drought or something situation there. Or, or at least that's what they're saying on the TV. you can't believe nothing they're saying either. You know, I mean, it just maybe this is going to be the perfect storm. Maybe this will be the resurrection, the renaissance. I have no idea. But this is it just can't go on this way. It's just not me. And now the price of food and gasoline, everything, they say the average consumer will now spend $5,000 a month more just to get by. And it's not going to work. They're, they're living, 60%, I believe they say, of the people are living paycheck to paycheck. Well, then when they got to pull 5000 bucks on top of that, you know, my daughter suggested, well, they could ride their bicycle. Well, no, the guy they're buying the bicycle from is going to repossess that because he's not going to get his payment. I mean, how are you going to, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, how do you pull that... Extra five thousand dollars out of that budget. Yeah, can't do I don't believe. No, that's a pretty good chunk of change at my house. I believe.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good chunk of change everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, it's just it's amazing that that and and everybody's just whistling past the graveyard. You know, well, I'm I'm doing fine, but you know, I'm a little worried. But I know my neighbors having trouble. Oh well. Yeah. You know, don't say anything you know it, it, you're we're all lined up and, and the alligator's eating the guy at the front of the line and you're hoping that he'll get tired of eating by the time he gets to you <laughs> but that isn't the way it works
0: that is a perfect <laughs> analogy and I have to take a break before the alligator gets to the third person in line because I might be that person Hank Logan Trent Lewis Smart, we're all out after this Details about Lone Creek Kettle Company's certified Piedmontese program can be found on the web, LoneCreekKettleCo.com. Every day I share with you the advantage of being a part of the system. Truth of the matter is you need to be a part of some system. This global food system is going to crumble. I'm telling you that. I can see it happening. And we need to get to local, regional food systems that can supply the needs of both the producer and the consumer. That's what Lone Creek is doing through the Certified Piedmontese Organization. See, I didn't use the word system again. LoneCreekCattleCode.com for full details. Welcome back. Roll out. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler, And, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. I don't know how long people can just stand by and say, well, it'll work itself out. It's not going to work itself out. Whistling past the graveyard—that's a perfect analogy.
1: I mean, it's just—it just—it can't, you know. And and no matter what, when it comes to government corruption or government inattentiveness, nobody wants to say anything because look what happens to you. Look what happened to the, 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 the Donald. He just said, "You know, I think I'll run for president." And now they're finding out that the FBI was in on All these people in the government were promoting false propaganda to try and, you know, October surprise or whatever they call it, get him out, expose him to whether it's true or not. I mean, just all this kind of stuff. You know, it's just like, you know, I, I keep, I always relate back to this. I apologize. But it is a minuscule, but it is an important important thing that is happening to our country and still happening. Something as innocuous as allowing an institution that has no right to graze livestock, but they are a government entity with superpower, big $600 million annual budget. They spend $60, 70000000 million for a handful of ranches. And then start trashing everybody. I, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Nobody does anything about it because they're afraid if they say anything, they'll be persecuted. I mean, the, and, and the evidence is, is as high as the Empire State building showing that the government could have solved this long, long, long ago. But nobody you, you have to, to have step a up, you
0: have it, to have a desire to solve something instead of a desire to create chaos and disruption before you can solve it
1: yeah and and uh i will tell you right now I have a friend who who helps veterans and uh he's trying to set up a, a an account for me i i mean I'm getting to the point where I can't afford this. And I'm sure my banker is going to say, hey, you, mm-hmm. can, you, you can't go any further. This ain't going to work. So, you know, and I'm just one tiny little nothing. And this is going on every day. I have people calling me from uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is bullying them, uh, trying to get their land away from them because it's it's in the meets and bounds of, of a, a federal rev- reservation or, or not reservation uh you know duck pond (laughs) so refuge so i mean i'm starting to get phone calls from people i guess they've listened on this program or other rants that i've gone through and they're calling me telling me the same stuff then i hear something about that you you brought it up and i about fell out of my chair the river that runs between texas and oklahoma changes course practically every time it floods or, or the water comes up. Well, this is between Texas and Oklahoma. And the federal government says, well, we're going to take that land. Well, are you kidding me? <laughs> and it just goes on. Now, 30 by 30, all of these things, boys and girls, you know, some, at some point in time, there are enough people getting their ox gored we got to do something, I guess. I mean, I don't, and I don't even know where to start, other than crying the blues every Monday morning.
0: <laughs> do you <laughs> just, know who uh, owns Pine Creek Ranch today?
1: Where's Pine? The, there's a lot of Pine Creek ranches. Oh,
0: Hages, Wayne Hages.
1: Oh, uh, the last I heard, some cousins had taken over the, the terms.
0: No, they are selling it. They're selling the ranch. I I thought it had closed already. But you haven't heard about this.
1: Probably nature's Conservancy.
0: No, no, it's not. Nature's conservancy. No, it's not.
1: Southern Nevada Water Authority.
0: Well, nope. You're not even close. There's an indigenous group from...
1: George Soros?
0: No, an indigenous group from Rapid City who uh, you heard about them in the news when President, then-President Donald Trump went to Rapid City. There was uh, some indigenous people who have this non-profit organization in Rapid City who got arrested because uh, they were protesting the white stealing... Uh, the Black Hills from the tribal cultures. And they also were protesting that there is no American Indian at Mount Rushmore. Anyway, this group has received billions in subsidies, even received, um, I don't know how many million from Jeff Bezos' wife when she started donating money. Anyway... As a result of the billions going into this indigenous group in Rapid City, they have apparently purchased Wayne Hage's ranch, which I believe is the whole concept behind Thirty by Thirty, and that is that they want to take it away from your German heritage and give it to your Native American heritage. That's really what's going on.
1: But it only works. That only works if you're a, a liberal and 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 follow their. Theocracy, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, when you're a conservative, they blow blow it off like, "Oh well, that's not right. You can't. You, you, <laughs> you're not invited to the party unless you follow their their doctrine." Uh, they, there, there's never been a blip on the screen, one way or the other, for that one. So again, it, it's it's uh, it's ridiculous. And look around on the reservations. They don't allow anybody to excel on a reservation. They push them down to the lowest common denominator, give them enough money monthly that they can stay properly anesthetized, and they have programs telling them how downtrodden they are rather than anything about how to get up and get going. As Tonto Hooper said, it's like being in a bucket of crabs. About the time you get to the top of the bucket and you start Mm -hmm. to Crawl out, they pull you back in. I mean, that that absolutely is ridiculous. Check out every. There are a few exceptional people on a few reservations, but darn few that actually participate at much of a level. And they have that golden net under them called the federal government. And anytime they have anything go wrong, uh, they get bailed out. And it it it's, it is not right.
0: Uh, well, th- it that, is, uh, I, I, I'm telling you here now that that's the whole concept behind thirty by thirty is to get land back to the indigenous people. No, well, never, well, never, never, never mind. Years ago. Go ahead.
1: No, years ago there were several very good farmers over on the reservation at Warm Springs, out of Madras, Oregon, and I think they've about washed all of them out drug them down to the lowest common denominator it's just it, it is just unfortunate it, it, I'll tell you what it re- reminds me of when I was in high school had a huge parking lot in front of the Burns Union High School It's pretty well empty the teachers had cars but the kids couldn't afford cars but every once in a while somebody that would buy their kid a new car or a really nice car And it seemed like they hot-rodded those cars. They had no appreciation because they didn't earn those cars. But the kids that had a car that were several years older, or like my 59 International pickup, let the doors go first. I've never been in one that the doors didn't rattle. (laughs) With its 3DTU heater, if you let all the water out of it and drove it to Chicago and back, it'd be warm enough to unfrost the windows. But... (laughs) You took care of your vehicle and you took care of the tires because you were paying 100% of the cost of the upkeep of that vehicle. But here'd be a kid, folks maybe had a nice business or had a little money, driving a brand new car. In six months, it it was destroyed. And the lesson for me was they didn't really earn that car. It mm-hmm. was a gift. And so they did not have the same feeling toward you know Respect. Take care of it. yeah
0: it's roll route we're halfway through we'll continue the discussion of how we fix how we right the ship so to speak after this despite everything happening today there's no doubt we must get back to the healthiest immune system possible you want to improve your cardiovascular health your, your mental health you want to improve your overall health and well-being and your immune system nitric oxide is a key element in getting that done I've been doing it for 18 years. Take one tablet every single day. Dr. Nathan Bryan has repeatedly come to this program. In fact, this week, I think we need to get Dr. Bryan back on here explaining why nitric oxide today is more important than ever. It's about stabilizing that immune system, keeping your overall health and well-being on the offense instead of just always reacting. That's the moral of the story. And when it comes to cardiovascular health, particularly if you've mistakenly taken the jab, you need some help. NO2U.com. Trent is your coupon code. NO2U.com Trent. coupon code Welcome back. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler. We're going to find some good news and oh, I got good news. Had great family celebrations over the weekend, Hank. My nephew graduated high school in Illinois. He was the prom king. He was president of the FFA chapter, had a fantastic year, fantastic celebration yesterday. So there's a bit of good news. We had an excellent family gathering, large family gathering, like 200 people strong.
1: Cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, I think if 200 people of my family got together, it would be like one of them Antifa riots. <laughs> you're you're a pretty quiet family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there would be story. a police presence, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, But you know, and and I suppose this will make me a turncoat, and I don't care. These people that are escaping from, they, they say the people are coming from Venezuela, Cuba, and all these socialist countries. Somebody ought to tell them they're coming to a country that wants to adopt they want to go right past socialism, right straight to communism. And Black Lives Matter admits it fully. And, and, and what's the deal? Uh, Musk wants to buy Twitter. And they had a guy on that was an insider. And he said, we're all lefties in there. So all of this stuff, these people are escaping these countries. Okay. If they come here, no government support and go to work, just like every other country's people that came here to work, They didn't go come here and work as the CEO of companies. They did the labor that people didn't want to do. One of the reasons the Peruvians came here. And they say since the communists took over Peru, there's a gazillion Peruvians showing up. But it doesn't give them the right to citizenship. It doesn't give them the right to vote. You can't be packing the voting booth with people that do not have the right. They have got to become American citizens. Or They should be allowed to work, pay taxes, come out of the shadows, but they are not American citizens. And that seems very, why is that so complicated? If nobody wants that job working in a slaughterhouse, nobody wants that job herding sheep, farming, 80% of the people working the farmer are Hispanics. All of these things, okay, if they want to come here and live here and prosper here, that's fine. But they are not granted citizenship by running away, absconding from the Needmore Sheep Company or swimming a real man. That is not right. What mean, do you, anybody remember Ellis Island?
0: What do you suppose they're told when they leave Peru or Venezuela or wherever they come from? I'm talking about the illegals.
1: The streets are paved with gold. <laughs> the streets are paved with gold. Come on, come all. Joe Biden, Joe Uncle Uncle Joe, Pinocchio Joe, mm-hmm. is going to give you everything you want. You don't even have to work for it. But you got to give the coyotes five thousand, six thousand bucks. Well, the three gentlemen that ran away from here last week are now finding out that the El Coyote is not their friend. He's working for Cash American. Yeah. They have his number. It must be. They must be that from the border. They know where to go, how to go, and who to get. And it must be in an instant. I mean, William was—he said, "Okay, I, I, I'll take your, I'll take the terms, I'll take the band, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Shook my hand. Everything was cool. Next day, he's gone. So, you know, what was what was the advance notice? How did that coyote know that there was nobody here to come and pick him up in the middle of the afternoon on Friday, and then go over to the other camp? and take another guy out of that camp. I mean, they have got a communication system. Well, but they been, can go to the coyotes' they, work.
0: They've been demanded that they have The Department of Labor demands you have a cell phone on them at all times so that they can be easily found.
1: Yep. 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 And and the thing of it is that Coyote, one of the guys, Friday, that's how quick it was, a salt lake check cashing organization called and wanted to know if his check was good and I said well let me give you the story the last guy that ran away the coyote got his check then the coyote had some kind of a a computer or copy machine that would copy both sides of the check and he took the check which had, had the numbers on it of the bank account He made three extra checks, actually four checks. The original check plus three more. And he wasn't even the person that signed the check. So you know the coyote got the check, his wages. And then he goes to the check cashing company, the numbers on the bottom, the banks no longer hand-read checks. A computer scans the check and reads the number so my bank refused to pay because the same check came in four times so now every one of my checks they hand scan and i told the guy that called i said i appreciate you calling but you better get him to send that check to my bank for collection and you better have his passport a picture of him and his signature. Everything has to be in order, because this has happened before, and my bank is not honoring those checks unless they have all that information. And I think they have the right to do that, because basically it's fraud. So, the guy said thank you and hung up. Right? Who are I don't the, know if the guy would get the check.
0: Who are the coyotes? What are the demographics of them? Who are they? Uh,
1: a couple of them that we've encountered were runaway Peruvians. My neighbor caught, caught one I'm picking him up mm-hmm. right out of the sheep alongside the road. And he had a kid from Idaho and he had a kid from Colorado. He had a rented Avis car or, 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 you know, those, you rent the cars. And he was a runaway Peruvian. Wade stopped him, called the police, called the sheriff. The sheriff and all of them come out this guy's flipping, off, flipping us off, laughing in the car. And so he's got three guys. First thing they do is they get that social security card because we have to get him a social security card. And that social security card is worth several thousand dollars. They get that. Plus, the dairy or the business, the contractor that they take these guys to, pays them. For bringing them in, so this guy had three people. The estimate was that it was about a thirty thousand dollars trip. That's not too bad. And flipping off the police, and the police, state police was there, county sheriff was there, and say, hey, we can't do nothing about this, and they just drove off.
0: Why can't they do something about it?
1: Because <laughs> they said the guy wasn't breaking any of the state laws. Or the county laws, because mm-hmm. it's a federal issue, and the feds won't even bother to come out unless the guy's killed somebody, raped some woman, or done something uh, uh, a high crime.
0: Right. So that's that's In interesting. To to that the the coyote is typically somebody who was formerly a, an H two A or, or from the homeland. Hmm.
1: And they tell, you know, I, I guess they tell them, you know, and I guess now this is what we are told. That they're they get a hiring bonus. But then just as soon as the hiring bonus is gone, they get less money than they, they were when they were herding sheep. But by then their papers are no good. Yeah. So they're about half scared. So the family back in Peru doesn't get any money. Next thing you know, they got a girlfriend up here. Well, she wants a car, she wants this, she wants that. In fact, one guy called here, wanted to know if he could come back. Well, I can't bring him back. He said that he was living in a two-bedroom house with 19 other people, other runaway sheep sheepherders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's 20. He was paying $500 a month. So whoever owned that two-bedroom house is making $10,000 a month off these guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Here
1: they get free room and board.
0: But once they I, I a, once they jump in that coyote's vehicle and leave you, they become illegal. No matter how legal they were in getting here,
1: I think it's I think it's like three days. They have they can come back or whatever. They can call in and say, you know, uh, I made a mistake. I, I don't know. I've never had that happen. Now I've had them six months later or or. Uh, they call a relative that's working here or working for somebody else, or they get on Facebook and start talking on Facebook that they made a mistake. So the guy that's making the money is just like the coyote in Mexico. Uh, they're paying them guys to get them to America. These guys, the, the, the herders paying them and the dairies or the construction guy or some of them go to construction. I'm not saying it's all dairies, but, Some guys in Idaho, Trent, went out, hired a private detective. He had these guys down to where they were living. I mean, they knew how much they were making. He knew who their herd boss was, knew who they were working for, everything. They took all that information to the office, Homeland Security, or whoever handles it. And they said, well, thank you. And did nothing. Every one of them were runaway people. Some of them were just down the street from the guy they were working for in Idaho. Uh -uh. Now, those kind of things, I think, is what we need to concentrate on. We can't do this forever.
0: Yeah, we can't do it much longer. I don't know if you know that or not, but it's about over.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, somebody has to decide to go back to work. And the best way to do that is slow down those government projects. And, and and, you know, it will... No, no, I I,
0: I disagree with your word best. The only way to do that.
1: Okay. But again, there is the argument being made out there that agriculture's hitting a home run because the government's buying all this excess food to give to these people so if they don't the price of commodities are going to fall through the floor and of course they put all of those food programs under agriculture so when people get to drive it they can blame it on the farmers yeah. it's a perfect world for them
0: it's a perfect world for the clock roll out we have one segment Hank Bogler after this Amanda Radke did such a tremendous job. I want to remind you that she continues to do great work. Go to her website, amandaradke.com. The Radke Report is there. Her weekly YouTube TV series is there. And, of course, her books, including the newest one, Faith, Family, Freedom, and Farming. Get all the details about Amanda Radke at amandaradke.com. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler, fresh off the of losing three more. So what do you do now?
1: Well, uh, it's sort of like I got one crew working, one crew coming and one going. The guy from Colorado who's transferring here because his boss can no longer afford him. He's been waiting since the end of April. And uh, I signed some papers last week. To take to Senator Rich of Idaho to petition USCIS to you know get off the dime and, and get this guy sent. Uh, I've got two guys in Peru that were supposed to be here the first of April. I, I hire extra guys. I do just because this seems to be something that happens on an annual basis. So you gotta you gotta kind of uh, over hire, which costs you extra money. Uh, so when the, you know, it is a little disgusting. All winter long, some of these guys, you know, kick the sheep off the bed ground in the morning, they feed around, snow up, take a nap till afternoon, and then tuck, their, tuck them in like tucking in a bunch of little kids for bed at night, wandering around a little bit, you know, uh, uh, talking to mama on the, Telephone, <laughs> all of these things, and then when the work starts, everybody gets a little grumpy. Everybody gets a little tired, and so, you know, the the, the dairy looks pretty attractive. Town, taverns, uh, just all of those things. You know, quit the family, improve, make it twice as tough. So yeah, I mean it's just. It's, it, it's, it's just absolutely unfathomable, but yet nobody wants, to, nobody wants to do anything. They don't want to say anything because they're afraid they'll be next. Yeah. So might... when we have the Western Range, the Western Range meeting will be, we will be lectured. It's so depressing. I, I mean, I can't stand to go to the meeting because there will be people there from Homeland Security, from immigration, from all these telling us here is the new stack of rules and regulations that you will comply with. (laughs)
0: And and all of this is in addition to the issues of trying to steal your water, trying to remove your property rights, trying to kick you off of the land. I mean, this is just one more aspect that makes it fun for you.
1: Yes, it does. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't wait to get up in the morning and see what uh, you're, you're basically a fireman. You know, what fire do I have to put out today before dark? And, and, and grin and bear it. I mean, you can't go into the BLM, grab your range con, whack, 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 and tell them, why don't you do your job? I've been here for 37 years. I have no area management plan, I have nothing, no comprehensive program, nothing, absolutely nothing. And I think I'm the only one in the country, but I've been vocal, not about any individual, but about the way the system is collapsing. And mm-hmm. so therefore, since I've been here, I've been punished. But I didn't know owning a BLM permit meant you had to suspend the First Amendment, but I guess Wayne Hage proved that.
0: He won, so, remember?
1: Yeah, every every time. <laughs> 30-some years. I think he started in 1979.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was being so, facetious. And, and he won a to, court case, which was unprecedented, but at the end of the day, he didn't win anything because he, like Hank Vogler, has to spend multiple thousands of dollars just to protect what they, what they did right?
1: Without getting too mathematical, this whole thing could have been solved from day one, and it was a total... It, it isn't even SNWA's fault. It was the dereliction of the BLM. They never did determine how many cows or how many sheep this area would support. Natural Resource Conservation Service, which is a government entity, has maps that shows the forage and shows and been there for years and the topography. The topography, if it has a certain amount of steepness is not necessarily conducive to cows, especially in the unit that has very little water and black sage, cows don't hardly, they they starve themselves for the black sage. So they say, well, you know, this is the way we're gonna do it. Nine years later when SNWA shows up, you wait a minute. The one unit, according to what you were allowing the people to hold that had the ranch, private people, there was five thousand eight hundred and sixty three AUMs in that field. But all this time, you've only allowed two thousand two hundred and five of those AUMs to be used. Why don't why didn't you let them license up all of them? Well, it feeds not there. Mm-hmm. well okay but the, but the cows are not using the huge expanses of steep country that's sheep range and it always was historically it's in your own documents that it was historic sheep range yep that's right have a nice day Mr. Bogren nice chatting with you but I don't want to wind up in Point Barrow, Alaska counting polar bear turds because at that time Harry Reid's got too much power we get phone calls directly from the people in Washington, D.C. Telling us, you will do this. You will do that. And then go over to the Forest Service. It's as plain as the Second Amendment. So you have the right to bear arms. The Forest Service says no federal, state, or county agency can hold a Forest Permit. They got five of them, I believe. But today, I will take a pickup. They quit me yesterday, out in the middle of nowhere, just happened to Be a phone booth, got my daughter to bring her pickup over with the flatbed, got the thing. I got it loaded on her pickup. I'm taking it to Elko to get fixed because you can't work on a pickup anymore because you got to have a computer and all of these chips to work on anything. And you can't even get your hand up there to check what's wrong. I'm taking that up there and about 50 pages that I turned into the government, my entire argument of why this should have been settled. 20 years ago to my lawyer plus a canceled check that I sent to the BLM paying the trespass. But how can you willfully trespass where you've been grazing since 1990? So, I mean, and my, and my last month's bill was $18,000 and the month before that, it was $15,000.
0: Just in attorney fees.
1: In attorney fees, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even got to depositions or any of the expensive stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: We've this has just been just I mean it's trading just, information. It's classic.
0: Nobody wants nobody. When I say nobody, the powers that be within the government and this is not new. This is what we need to really illustrate. This is not new since the twenty twenty election. This has been happening collectively for really one hundred years. And they do not want people producing, self-sufficient and producing food because it's like what I learned living on the Rosebud Indian Reservation, a citizenry that is independent and does not need government, the people in power lose control. And it's no more complicated than that. We have a power struggle taking place, and if you have the ability to survive on your own, take care of the land, produce what people need, and continue to make it work, you don't need government. And now the power play is on. What are people going to do? That's the moral of the story. What are you going to do?
1: Hey, <laughs> it's, just, it's just absolutely didn't start yesterday. Grover Cleveland, I believe, and I could be wrong because I'm hoping Mr. Trump runs again in 24. I believe Grover Cleveland was elected, then he went out of office, and then he was elected again. I think he's the only one that's ever done that in the history of the government. Grover Cleveland's cousin or his brother or whatever it was, I, I'm not sure, owned a piece of property here in Spring Valley. It has the most water on it. Uh, it's a great ranch. The Chachas family owned it for a lot of years. Uh, now it's owned by the church, no, Mormon Church. Uh, it's right in line of where the pipeline was going through. Divine providence or not, I don't know. But guess what? Grover Cleveland was what? 1900? 1908 or something? Quite a few days ago. His relative that owned the Cleveland ranch, it's all private land. How'd they do that?
0: Coincidence. Just happened to be a coincidence.
1: Yeah, just... Everybody had divine providence of of what they needed to do. But, you know, I think over the years, people that have owned that ranch have picked up a couple of BLM permits when they changed hands. Mm -hmm. But the original Cleveland Ranch, beautiful ranch, well, well, well watered for a Nevada ranch is all private. No government land in it at all. So I don't know if old Grover had his hand in that deal. And I don't know if we need to have him indicted because I'm sure that he's we'll probably wouldn't have to go to jail.
0: <laughs> There's no oh, accountability <laughs> even on people who died in 1912. What <laughs> Is that when he died? I don't know. i will gonna find I, out.
1: I mean, I, I, mean, I just, I, I just, I just remember another trivial pursuit that I just remember that has no rel- relative value.
0: 1908. Yeah. He died in 1908. Everybody
1: says, "Well, nobody's ever done that before." He did. Okay. Yeah, but he. Uh, I think he was elected, uh, fell out of bed and got elected again. Because everybody says, "Well, if Trump does it, he'll be the first president to ever do that." Well, mm-hmm. no, he's not. And I and I I just remember that. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I know Roosevelt had some issues. It's about in that same time frame.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland was president from eighteen eighty five until eighteen eighty nine, and then again from ninety-three to ninety seven. They died in nineteen oh eight. there ends your history lesson for yet another week on a rural route with Hank Vogler, White Pine County, Nevada. As the coyotes have him stirred, no doubt about it, rightfully so. Hopefully, his (laughs) stirring is cause for your alarm and action. That, at the end of the day, is why we bring you this information. Both Hank Vogler and myself remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Great Plains Cattlemen, if you're not happy, you should not be happy with the commodity beef business. Look at a niche program the system that we use is obviously called Certified Piedmontese. Our Piedmontese calves are coming good. We've had a fantastic weekend here in Illinois, but we're going to get home and see what's going on in the new calf department. We're calving really heavy right now. Hopefully we'll be done by, no, we're not going to be done by Memorial Day, but we just started 1st of May. They're coming well. Get details about how you can add value and then get paid for that value at Lone Creek